We're talking the hashtag Black Women at Work and mental health issues in the black community get addressed by some new psychologists. All that and more on Black Hollywood Lives this week. You are tuned in to Black Hollywood Live this week. No, she'll never be queen, so now she got the vendetta. I ain't talking about David when I say I'm a getter. 20 mil on my off season, of course. 20 million when you ain't put out no album of tours. Yes, bitch, I mean. Pretty and icy. Get it, icy, but my name's spelled in icy. I feel like we're going under. We went under, y'all. We supporting Nicki Minaj this week, I guess. I mean, I just said it. I don't know why I said it. And then he no, that was put good. It I, like I like it. I like it. It's a good coming song. What's up, everybody? Welcome, welcome, welcome. You're joining us here at Black Hollywood Live this week. I'm still rolling a little bit. Hold on. I'm your host, Courtney Stewart. Unfortunately, Dario Kristen has more important things to do today because he's hanging out with the Fast and the Furious, and Rachel True just disappeared, and she got to work, too, so it's just me and DJ Justin Jennedy in the building. What's up? I'm doing really important research and development yes, here. He um, I'm just going to ask you guys, because I'm in the chat room, too, so I want to talk to you guys. I want to talk to you. We're going to talk to everybody. You guys, what was the orange soda from the 90s, and it was black packaging? Was it Sunkiss? He swears it was in a black package, y'all. I don't know what he's talking about. Help us out. It was my, oh my the God. The goal will be to figure that out before the end of the show. If somebody can find that out, it was black packaging. Black packaging, orange soda. Makes yes. no sense to me, but apparently it happened to Jesse. Um, I'm going to let y'all know up front, this show is probably going to be a little bit unconventional based <laughs> on what we normally do. I don't really know what's going to happen on Daryl the show. Daryl was literally like, I ain't coming in, Mom. Yes. Like, People just like, I ain't coming to work today. And then me and Jesse were like, oh, it's just us. So what we just going to do? And my week been hell. You've had a hell week? Why? Girl. We, we are at this week, so we have to talk about the week. So how is I mean, okay. Going? what? Not hell. I mean, it was just like, it's just been a lot. A it's lot been of like stuff. It's consistent great things. You've been positive. busy, yeah. Uh, Sia Amun, the Blue Dream Project, hosted that um, on Tuesday. It was awesome. Make sure you guys check it out on Apple Music. And then check out Black Hollywood Lives, the beat, because we talk about it. Yes, you do. Um, it was just a long day, and like I've been like going to the gym a lot, and you like have. just having some emotional things. You know emotional what I mean? Things. Like I have like an extra roommate for no reason. Your extra roommate's still there, y'all. Oh my goodness, y'all just y'all just wait <laughs> for um, Jesse's house, which will be coming soon. But to that is a the positive screen yes. near you, and you're gonna hear all about what he's talking about in terms of these extra roommates and random things that go down. And you'll find out why I shaved my head. Exactly, he ain't got no hair no more, y'all. What happened? <laughs> I ain't gonna lie, I actually kind of wanted to do that to myself this week. I literally had a Britney moment. Like, yeah. it was just like, you Let know it go. what? It's the time. Let it and go. make sure you guys check it out. I am working on that project with, with the homie Corey. Working on a project, guys. Okay. And Yes, yes, yes. All right, so I ain't going to talk about my week because I don't want to remember it at this point. Um, I did work out, yeah, so that was really good. I went hiking every day, so I feel good about my life in that regard. But some people wanted to share when they don't be feeling so good about their life up at work mm. this week. So what went down, Jesse? So Bill O'Reilly um, had Maxine Waters on the show, and he referenced her hair looking like James Brown. Now, there's a time and a place to crack jokes and whatnot and things <laughs> like that. Um, and this was not really one of them. Um, Twitter went ham. Yes, they did, honey. <laughs> um, and they started this hashtag, Black Women at Work, because this, to them, reminded them how hard it is, one, not only to be 
a woman in yes. the workforce, but to be a black woman in the workforce and having to take little under, uh, you know, little jabs and things like that or pay cuts or, you know what I mean? Just things like that, you know. <laughs> pay cut? What you talking about? We never got the pay to begin with, okay? What? Black women what? are at the what? bottom of what? that what? list. Um, so Twitter has just been going ham with it. Bill O'Reilly has come out to apologize and say, you know, I was just joking. Yeah, it wasn't what I was trying to say. I was just, I was misplaced. Oh, I these liberals. They're so, they're so sensitive, these liberals. It's so annoying because also, and he, they always like, oh, it's not a black thing and da, 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 whatever. It's all good. But you literally, like, they're talking about serious policy issues. Maxine's clip when she was on the Senate floor or whatever. And literally to change the topic, like, make the issue about her hair was the most absurd and stupid thing ever on earth. So even if you thought it was a joke, you're a failure. And that's how we feel about that. Sorry about it. Um, let's move on to something that really matters here, um, other than Bill O'Reilly's whack ass. Um, all right. So during March 19th and March 24th, uh, a dozen black and Latino children went missing in the D.C. area. So here's where we have, like, uh, I, why I can really appreciate social media. So... You know, kids tend to go missing and things like that. Like, that's not something shocking or new, but it was just kind of a big clump of young women. Seemingly all at the same time. You know, just gone. So the media didn't want to report on it. The police didn't really want to, like, do too much investigation into it. Um, So Twitter decided to start a hashtag and... Let everyone know. Um, so you've probably seen on a lot of people's social media uh, this exact picture kind of going around uh, to bring awareness to the subject. <laughs> um, I think it's interesting, though, how little coverage it's getting because I keep reading different sites yeah. and everyone has totally yeah. opposite. That, like, that, no, that's opposite sort of why we didn't talk about it before yeah. because it was there was a lot of conflicting information coming out and we weren't really sure what was happening because at one point there was concern that it was all a part of a sex trafficking yeah. ring and like all this and as far as I'm aware that has been debunked and it wasn't the case but the issue seemed to be that the police decided to start using social media more to get the word out about these women and it wasn't necessarily that there was suddenly this massive increase of snatched up girls but that these girls I mean are it's always a problem is the issue but it just seemed like there was a cluster at one time because they started using social media at a specific time but that doesn't take away the fact that there's lots of missing black and brown girls that don't get put on amber alert and all that kind of stuff so that is an issue and um, they came out to say, I mean, you know, so since 2017, 534 kids have been missing. Um, you know, uh, the police came out to say that, you know, this isn't really something like maybe it's shocking for you guys because, yeah, you know, you're seeing it now and it's in your face and this is something, you know, that we should be worried about. But typically, on average, 200 kids go missing a month. That's this so year, scary. though, this year, it's actually gone down... T- 10 children, 190 a month. Um, so people coming at the media, people coming at uh, the police, again, I, I think that it comes to just really making sure that we are, we wait before we make a comment. Yeah, or try to get as much information, information. as possible. But in, at the, in the same uh, vein or in, on the same note, it's not a bad thing that people started posting no. this everywhere, even if they didn't have the story completely clear, because that still got those pictures of those girls out all over the place. So that's still a fantastic thing. 
and a scary thing because good lord that's a lot of kids that's a lot of kids like and I mean it goes big one kid is a lot of kids to just be missing and have no idea where they are and then it keeps bringing me back to like bring our girls back like how just under the butt like don't even talk about it don't even think about it like you know and it's not important to us anymore because we have so many new hashtags and so uh, you know it this world it's just a really confusing place and that's where my week has been actually (laughs) my week has just been the fuck is going on in this world like it was so simple it was so simple and then like 12 happened when you turned 12 (laughs) and it's just like the fuck i learned though in seventh grade health i think it was where because in seventh grade we're turning like 13 right so like you start out at 12 and then you usually turn 13 i'm pretty sure we turned 13 in seventh grade but whatever in health you learned like we learned that technically the age of 12 is physically the top of our hill and that from then on you're going i believe that (laughs) yes and i was like oh dang we were laughing in class but then now i'm like dang was that really like the good life and this is where we are now guys i believe it um (laughs) all right so wasn't that great no, of, but it was like the build up to twelve. You know what I mean? And then it's like at twelve, it's like, oh my god, I can almost drive. And then you're like holding on to those. Like it's like then the world has created this thing where you're like waiting for this epic moment in time. It's like at twelve, you're like, oh my god, oh no, eleven. Wait, what is it? Ten, you're double digits. <laughs> Thirteen, you're a teenager. <laughs> 15, you're getting that permit. Oh. 18, you can... Well, you know, the kids nowadays don't even be going for their permits. What do you mean? They don't be trying to get no cars. The, like, kids getting licenses has, like, dropped crazily over... Really? Like, especially in cities, obviously. Like, not just, like, New York where you have, like, great transportation, but, yeah. Yeah, I always when I went to New York in college, I always thought it was so weird that, like, I would really have friends who were just like, yeah, no, I don't, I've never driven, like, what? Yeah, yeah, it's interesting. Well, no, you cannot drive my car, I personally vote for 22 as the best year because you are legal, but life and, like, real, real, like, adult responsibilities still ain't really kicked in yet for most people. Like, if you're just, like, out of college or if you're, you know, still finishing up college, like, you're just, you're still, you and you still get to kind of be, like, Dependent on somebody if you need to, <laughs> so the bills ain't quite what oh, they yeah, are. No, you know, what I'm saying health the responsibilities book. ain't quite what they are. <laughs> you know, I, I vote twenty two. That I would twenty two was a good year. Mm, well, all right. So on another note, uh, Forbes Fortune magazine did a world's greatest leaders list, um, and a couple of really familiar faces were on there. Ava DuVernay was number six. Hey, girl. LeBron James was number 11. Hey. Hey. Um, And one of my favorites, Chance the Rapper, was number 46. And so I just think that that's so dope that he's getting recognized among great people, too, Mm -hmm. you know, um, to show that he, I mean, for me, what he represents is just the dreamer, the person who says, you know what, no matter what, I don't have to be a part of the facility. I can do this on my own. I I can... be great by myself. myself. And he's done that. And the fact that he's getting so much attention for this and the fact that he's just throwing the money, Mm -hmm. you know what I mean? Like, in positive places. In positive places, Ah. not just on cars and 
jewelry and houses and those things are great but you know he helping the kids and trying to change things in Chicago I like Boom. it a lot I like I it a it. lot shout out to everyone for, the, uh, for that congratulations world's to all those leader. world greatest leaders oh, speaking of leaders and things that I think are super important in this world right now um, the we often kind of talk about mental health in the black community on this show and how challenge I mean it, in general in this country we're not that accepting of dealing with mental health issues and we don't necessarily do the things that we need to do to take care of those things but in the black community it's particularly challenging and there's a lot of sort of uh, phobias about dealing with psychiatrists and psychologists and if it's really necessary and do black people really get depressed and like well, you need I to just go com- to church and like all of this idea. I had a whole conversation with somebody and they were so adamant. They were like, oh, depression, that's a white people thing. Black people don't have depression. You know, black people don't get depressed. You know, depression is a money thing. Well, that that is a very a I very, know depressed very, rich people. But no, what he's saying is is that the or or what I received from that because I've heard that many a time is that depression to be able to be depressed and like exist in that space is a luxury that black people have never really had in this country. Even though obviously clinical depression is right. what it is <laughs> and that it can exist in anyone, but there's you you just as black people as a culture acknowledging it succumbing to it having to just being able to go to a therapist and like chill and talk about it and deal with it just even to get medication like is has been more of a challenge for the black community in general so um there that's why there's a stigma sort of attached to it because we are supposed to get up and deal with it because life is hard enough you can't be depressed too (laughs) yeah let me just tell you but finding Courtney in my life has just been like I love you. We support each other and we love each other. But we also always talk about mental health issues and like how people really need to deal with their stuff and we be trying to deal with our stuff. Honey, you know my what I'm mental saying? health issues. You know, I'm not shy. We're trying to keep it we're trying to keep it clean and pure and figured out so we don't turn into crazy people doing crazy things. But um, psychologist Rihanna Anderson and Sean Jones decided to try to tackle this problem in the black community. And they've done so by starting a new series that they post on YouTube. And the series is called something that I will find in a minute because I don't know where it is in my notes right now. But basically what they do is sit down and they actually have a conversation about aspects of mental health like um, they had three goals when they went into making the series one they wanted to reduce the stigma that surrounds having mental health issues and taking mental health care in general in the country for black people they wanted to heighten your mental health literacy so black folks just call oh that that's crazy she just create crazy is not necessarily a term that defines anything and there are (laughs) there are actual diagnoses that people need to know and understand so they want you to you know they want to help with that in addition they want to provide access to mental health resources so give information of where you can go when things are going on and when it's not so great in your life and you want to get some help um they use real life examples in their conversations, like the effects of like the Michael Brown killing and how even when the whole thing came back up with Hillary Clinton about when she called young black men super predators back in the 90s, which was sort of, you know, part of the horrible mass incarceration movement that occurred during that time and how racism has affected us in terms of our mental health and continues to because it's something we face every single day all the time. 
and we don't necessarily always have the tools to deal with them properly. So these two psychologists are on top of it. Our Mental Health Minute. Our Mental Health Minute. And if you want to subscribe (laughs) to them, they do this. They just started it in December. Like, I want to hang out with them. We need to hang out with them, and we need, like, marketing-wise, because I, I like... So... Their YouTube channel is Re, R-I-N-C-T. C-T. yes. But I think the show's called Our Mental Health Our Mental Minute. Health And Minute. then they change it. So they have one for PTSD. Need to watch that. Yes. Anxiety. Need to watch that. Stereos and micros. Don't know what that means, so I'll need to watch that. Stereos Racial socialization. Micros. Yes. Yes. Well, I think... Well, they also made an interesting comment in the article that... Um, and they're only two them. minutes. Yeah, they're really short. And that, that it, like, feeds the perfect, like energy that we have right now where people can't watch anything for more than like five seconds so I think it's a fantastic <laughs> idea are like this. but I like that they said that part of their like desire to do this is that they felt a responsibility like yes black people need you know more information and need to be more open to you know dealing with mental health issues but they felt there's a responsibility for psychologists to make that a safe place and like to do something more too to reach out to black people in the black community because there's a lot of history of medical people taking advantage of black people and those are there are some there's some legitimate reasons behind the problem that we have with dealing with mental health so they think it's a responsibility also on the psychologist end to sort of reach out and try to do better and help so this is their way of doing it and i applaud them absolutely i think this is amazing because <laughs> I, I love people who create con- good conscious content and what i love is i always say this the conscious content out in the world right now is so whack like it's good like if you're really gonna sit there and take it's like I don't even like bring up books in 2017 to people because it's like they're like what like reading like, hey I, no yes, girl I you don't even count well like, I know and you learn it because <laughs> like even it. like because po- I posted my book haul on Instagram and I was like oh you ain't gonna get no likes are you okay that's like that y'all don't read okay I see you so I appreciate that they're <laughs> they're thinking about okay how do we get how do we this reach out them yeah under three minutes because this is a, like to sit here and talk about anxiety that's not a three minute conversation yeah so that is that's a talent to have to figure out how are we going to get this into three minutes so that way when you watch this you can walk away feeling like you've learned Learned. and i think that that's why it's like what's that um network that the kids um the kids the the baby the baby's been watching it's like the new pbs for like little kids um oh oh where the caillou be at yes um oh my god <clears throat> oh my gosh! Uh, anyone in the chat room? Y'all know I that? don't remember. No, no, no. I know because it's the one that's and it's twenty four seven programming of children stuff. Like and it's like it, it's genius. And I, I find myself when I go home and watching it with these with my my nephew, um, I, my body is relaxed. I feel happier versus oh. when I'm watching TV. And it's funny because I'm, there are things that I'm learning. Like, you even learn things, and I'm like, wait a minute. You're like, I didn't know that. And these kids just be picking <laughs> this up like this? So I think it's about creating content, because adults are grown children. Yeah. So it's about creating this type of content that adults will think are cool, or teenagers would think was cool. And so I, I like this. Or, I'm you know, that we just careful. have time to deal with, because yeah. we have so much to deal with all the time. And in reality, there's content coming at us in every direction about everything everywhere I know, all the time. I know, but we're so in this rabbit hole of ratchet. Like, and not, when I say ratchet, like <laughs> everything isn't ratchet, but it's just like like Bill O'Reilly and the, the Fox yeah. Factor. Like that's ratchet. Like that's not something 
that you should be feeding into or like allowing to leach off of your skin, yeah. you know? It, it, it feeds you. I, I don't know. It sucks as dry is what it's doing. Did I talk about it on this show? Um, I posted this video on Facebook and it was talking about water and how we're made up of 80% of mm-hmm. it, right? And music, they showed the molecules of water. Mm-hmm before like listening to rock music and how jagged, jagged it made like, it oh. and how that can affect your body and affect your your course, psyche that makes sense but then like to listen to like meditation music and buddhist uh prayers and whatnot um the molecules were like beautifully aligned and all this i'm just like where's that shit like why don't we learn about that in school like i want to grow up knowing how to work my body like algebra ain't never used algebra never still today sort of i mean no no (laughs) honestly like even i was a bookkeeper no not really no you know once you get done with addition and subtraction you know what i'm saying multiplication and division yeah and and at this point we got technology you know what i mean which i'm all here for doing it yourself i am but it's funny you brought up technology like quickbooks does it does everything for you because i have to use it every day and i was just it's funny no because i was also today i was sitting thinking because i whatever i was renaming my um what do you call it your your wireless system and I was trying to come up with a name that's not super whatever and my password and that crazy whatever. And I was, so I was doing it in French. And I couldn't remember the French word for, I don't remember which one I was trying to figure out, but let's just say home. I don't know. It's like, why don't I remember this? It should be like in my brain. That's an easy one. So I go to my little Google and I'm like, oh, French word for home. And it pops up and it has the pronunciation. You just press the button. It tells you how to say it. I was yeah. just like, what? how do kids survive like actually doing anything in school? Because you can Google any and everything and get every answer and it's right there and there's nothing to do. So anyway. Sprout. That was the kids' channel. Sprout, Sorry. yes. It yes. was going to really bother me this it entire was, time. It just I, came. I understand. It's a really good program. It is, and who, good. the people who uh, have created that, like, I just need them to, like... It's been around for a while, too. No, I know. But mm-hmm. the way they're developing it, like, we need a teen Sprout. We need an adult Sprout. Like, well, they might turn into Nick if they do that. Nickelodeon? Because Nickelodeon used to do better, I think, personally. I mean, they still do okay. Mm-hmm. But I'm not really that you know, Nickelodeon had always had Ren and Stimpy, and that always made me look at them. Well, but that was... Well, that... Ren and Stimpy was the shift oh i was gonna say it was the shit Don't it was, <laughs> well it was that too my but mom it, would never let me watch it i'd yeah. have to sneak in she would hear the theme song she'd be like jesse yes do you remember powder toast man oh yeah y'all don't want to know how no, i used to I play run and stimpy the video powder game. toast man the to log connect. song yeah everybody wants a log happy happy joy joy happy happy joy <laughs> It's long, it's long. Okay, we're moving on. Um, So let's talk about somebody. We're going to celebrate some people today also because we want to continue to put positive energy in the world and share information about people that are doing awesome and amazing things, not people that are just doing crap like Cheetos in the office. Uh, I'm sorry, I have to throw it in at least once. I just have to do it at least once. Um, Okay, so this week we're celebrating a young woman who is a junior at Xavier University in Louisiana. And girl, I hope I say your name right. (laughs) But I apologize in advance if I do not. I believe it's just Jerry Williams, but it may be pronounced differently. There are no accents over the E's, so I assume it's just Jerry. Um, But Jerry is basically, so she basically like took all these extra classes at the colleges around her high school so that she entered into um, Xavier University as a junior. 
She is now 20 years old, and she got selected to be a part of a research program where they're basically developing a battery, a solid-state battery, using chemical elements to help complete the mission to Mars in 2021. So she's basically on this team helping create this battery that will take us to Mars in 2021, which is weird to say because I'm like, 2021? Oh, my God. And then I realized that's four years away. (laughs) Time flies, guys. Um, So she kind of was talking. She was interviewed and talking about how this sort of came about. Basically, what happened is Xavier received a $5 million grant um, to fund the research project. And the advisor, the research advisor, is Dr. Maida on the project. And he had already sort of developed a battery, like, with pacemakers. And somehow that technology is also being used to create um, this battery that they need to create to go to space. And the reason she got excited about it is because she was like, my grandmother uses a pacemaker. Like, of course I want to join the team. So she joined the team, and she loves that she's constantly being challenged in the research lab. Whether She she said, quote, whether as a researcher or as a normal human, because as a person we develop thoughts and hypotheses, but it is not true until it is tested. And it makes her super excited. She's going after a dual degree in chemistry and chemical oh. engineering. And... I used to love chemistry, though. I kind of sad that I didn't pursue chemistry because I enjoyed it. But anyway, ultimately, her goal is to become a lawyer for a chemical plant or a chemical engineering firm. And she would also like to start her own cosmetic line for people with eczema because she suffers from eczema. So she want to play with them chemicals and come up with something awesome. So congratulations, Jerry Williams. You're amazing. And we are inspired by your hard work and your continuing success. I'm sure she's going to be, you know. We'll be talking about her again in, like, you know, 20 years. And she probably done came up with, like, I don't even know at this point. Like, what else can they come up with? They're already, like, making body parts and making hearts in cups and just, (laughs) like, they're doing some wild stuff, okay? I know, and it's just, like, crazy because I go through this religious (laughs) part in me. Then it's also kind of like, well, science and technology, and this is where we're supposed to be building to. And it's like, is it? Because I get, I get in my, I have debates with a friend of mine. Who it's like, God, know. can you just come down here one time so just we can just have come. one seminar? Like, we just need a re-up. We just, <laughs> just need a re-up. A re-up. Come back, like, Jesus. Jesus. Like, what is, like, what I don't really want you, like, Jesus, I love you, but I don't want you to come down because I know what happens when that summer comes. <laughs> so I don't need that to be while I'm alive right now. So, God, oh. if you could just come down and, like, let's have, like, a quick little halftime moment. Yes. You'd be like, all right, guys, here's how everyone's doing. You're sucking right now. You know what At I mean? Like, this, and y'all going in the wrong, and y'all didn't want to recreate them dinosaurs bad idea because i eat too many microwave foods to be going like you know they say trust your heart trust your like i can't you eat microwave food i mean not now but growing up that's what i ate like we did okay well did you well we still we didn't eat a lot of microwave foods but we did did. microwave whatever stouffer's mac and cheese did you really i thought it was so gross no it was but i you hi like the only thing i was my mom was psycho with us touching the stove i did well no because i live with my nuggets. I did like the pizza nuggets. But, pizza nuggets? You know, what do you call them? They, they still make the pizza nuggets. Like the little, you know. Yeah. You mean Tostito? No, not the bagel bites. Tostito. No. Tostito. Rolls. Yeah, those things. Ew, but when you call them nuggets, that's Well, that's so what funny. they are. <laughs> no, they're, they're not pizza nuggets. nuggets. <laughs> they're but like I did little them, pizza pillows. But I did, they are like pizza pillows, and that's why I have a problem putting them in the microwave, because then they're too gooey like a pillow. I oh, would see? put them in the oven and no, like toast No, my problem them. is I inhale them. Yeah, and microwave oven. It don't matter. I prefer them in the oven. Like get yes, a nice little toaster oven. Take forever. Yeah. yeah, but sometimes you just need that real need quick. Real quick. Did you ever eat hot pockets? Did I ever? I've had every flavor of a hot pocket you could. Oh even my God. to this day, it's really hard for me not to open the hot pocket because it's just habit. 
to not open it up when I see a new flavor. I'm like, oh, what are these ones? I am so mad. But now that I'm friends with <coughs> You cannot eat Courtney, any of that. <coughs> she got me reading the back of books. <laughs> the back, not the back of books. Back the of back books, of the back of cartoons. And, and I'm like, Like, Shit. what is that? I don't know what that is. Yeah. I never looked at sodium a day in my life till I met this woman. <laughs> and it's so funny. You know she what Tiana like, said to me? Um, she was like, you know, Jesse, every time we go out, it's so weird. You always get corn. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, because I'm scared to get it from the grocery store. <laughs> I ruined Jesse's food life. Side note, just because we're talking about food and it does have something to do with the food. Did you see the tweet that McDonald's tweeted today? Oh, and the that, Wendy's shaded the fuck out of Yeah, so the tweet was from McDonald's today that by, what is it, 2018? I can't, yeah. Or something, or 2019, their, their quarter pounder will be made of... 100% fresh beef. I think it's 100% fresh beef. And then the question came up, well, what the hell was it before? And Wendy's responded, <laughs> we have to find it. But that just made me think of you because I keep telling you to stop eating McDonald's. Look, here's the thing. I've eaten enough shit in my life that it just is... Uh, Did you find No, it? they didn't even give a percentage. Oh. Today we've announced that by mid-2018, all quarter pounder burgers... At the majority of our at the at the majority of so your restaurants, every, every one of them can't afford. Will be cooked beef. with fresh beef. Okay, now we could pull this apart in different. Well, ways. people are sensitive. They're like, oh, they're just not frozen right. anymore. Okay, which is what I'm sure that they're referencing, but disgusting. Here's my thing. I do this with all the time. I actually did a stand up set talking about Subway because you cannot tell me that I've been eating chicken my entire life and then come on and be like, oh, here's the real chicken. <laughs> and now when I'm looking at the two chickens I'm like why is that one slimy and cubed yeah. and why does that one look like ripped up rot- rotisserie chicken yeah. like you can't do that yeah. you can't but do that are. I know you are I understand that and like why does your roast beef glisten like that like oh. why does it look like Polaroid sunglasses <laughs> It looks like a fly's wing. If you, they're roast beef at Ew, Subway. Ew, what are you talking about? Oh, my God. I will not eat roast beef from Subway for that exact reason. Okay. Well, what is this? Wait. Are, no, they didn't do a video for Steven the Steven in the booth, he's Steven. got a video. Oh, my God. So it's a vi- so this is they put a video of them cooking fresh beef. McDonald's, get it together. Now, I mean, in, on this, at this point, you know what I mean? Like It's just hard because it's... In my neighborhood, you know what I mean? Let's just say I live on the border of, like, a cute neighborhood and not so cute neighborhood. <laughs> um, so <laughs> I feel bad for the people who live in the cute neighborhood because the cute neighborhood, there really ain't that much shit around to go get food. Like, you have yeah. to you have to you go into a place to, like, sit at a restaurant. Yeah. Or the only, like, quick things around is McDonald's. Literally, there's yeah. three McDonald's around me. It's been, There's an In-N-Out burger, but like that one, you go wait all the way down the goddamn line. You gotta wait, yeah. Well, so it's like that's why a lot of times you'll see me here. I'll grab it. It's right next door, so I just be like, shoot, I'm starving. Easy. I need something in my stomach. Otherwise, I'm gonna be passed out on here. You know what I mean? So I might as well eat the cardboard. Eat, eat, eat the, or the cat or eat whatever. The cat it is. or the whatever it is. I want to believe that it's not another animal. Like I want to believe that. Okay, I, I would almost feel it. better if it were another no, animal. The problem what? is that we don't know if it's like no. weird innards of like random I don't even bugs think it's or that. something. Like, I don't even think it's that. So it definitely the, doesn't look like There's food. this game. Uh-oh. And, uh, you scared your dog. His dog Rex is hiding behind a chair now oh my God, after Rex. this conversation. <laughs> Rex. Rex is like, this is what you feed me? <laughs> no, get out of here. All right, so there's this game. 
can't remember the name of it. Uh, but if you Google like McDonald's game, so you basically are in charge of a McDonald's, and you you have to buy the land. You have to grow the crops, then you take the crops and you feed the cows and like, but then there's this one thing, right? And then you take the cows and they pick the cows up. If the cows get sick, you can still kind of use that beef if you want to, or you could kill the cow. Oh, Um, jeez. And don't get it twisted. I've been under the gun a little bit. I had to use some sick cows before. You killed the sick, you used the sick cow. But here's the thing. They also (laughs) give an option to feed the cows like waste. And I'm like... Why is this game showing that? Because that's what happens in our farming industry. I know, and I'm like, but that's what I feel like is half of the meat is whatever that whatever the random, thing is. Ew, whatever the waste is that they're being fed. Yeah. Oh my god, Jester, that's horrible. I know it's a game, and I was just, always I played it all the time, but I was just like. Mm. No. Why are they showcasing this? I mean, I don't know. I'm not a crazy health fanatic, but um, we, we, I'm not. I'm really not. Like, you know, but I am I, fully aware that because we like options and like to make money in this country, we have overstepped our morals, morals, caring. our actual, like, legitimate, like, sustainable resources. And so we go extra, like, all these cows and doing all this stuff because everybody feels like they need to have a supermarket full of beef year-round. Like, that was not never how we were meant to be, I believe, on this earth. Like, having full access to every single thing and every single fruit and every single everything all the time, anytime you need it, wherever you need it, in any capacity that you need it. And I think that's where we've gone wrong because we want to... Keep building up that industry and making sure people are making money like that. And uh, we don't think about what it's costing us internally and on the planet. It's so funny. That, another thing this week, I was just like, what is, what is life, right? Who knows? And I'm like, because see, the thing is, like, I'm gonna say, I always say it. And I say it because it genuinely, especially looking back, I never realized it in the moment how different my life was from a lot of people. Like, growing up with natives. Mm-hmm. And being this age and, like, living in New York, coming out here to L.A., like, because in New York, everything is, like, this hustle and this grind, and you gotta... Yeah. Out here, it's, like, materialistic, superficial, and... You can go hike, though, and get a green juice. Right, yeah. (laughs) Which adds to that. Even though they're saying it's to live a healthier life and all this, it's not. It's for you to be in this superficial, kind of materialistic world. Because... You can go for a hike and make that green juice on your own. And that's yes. where I come from. And it's when I think about the people I grew up with and I, how simple life is and was, you know, it's just kind of like, what are we doing? Because that, growing up the way I grew up, is how now how I see other countries. Yeah. Like, that's just the natural way. And we're just these disgusting American pigs who are just like, yeah, entertainment and food. Because we want everything <laughs> now, all the time. <coughs> I want the world. <laughs> I want the whole world. <laughs> that is so true. Oh, my God. Well, okay, we'll get off our soapbox about the planet. <laughs> but isn't it, I did see, is it, did I make this up? Or is the new, a new like, the next incarnation of An Inconvenient Truth is coming out? Or is it already out? The um, global warming series that Al Gore, or series, movie that Al Gore did a few years ago, but then they have, like, 
I, I don't that's what happens see we click there's too much like coming at me all the time but I just clicked something and I'm like this may have been maybe it was two years ago and I totally missed it I don't know but I saw like them talking about um the next incarnation of In- Inconvenient Truth, and I forget what the name of it is. They, like, played with the name again. But they were just kind of showing how all the things in Inconvenient Truth that people were like, oh, that's never going to happen. Like, the the, the um, 9-11 memorial will never get flooded and blah, blah, blah. Like, that happened when Hurricane Sandy came. And, like, how some of the predictions sort of came true regardless because global warming is happening. And then, But then some of the positive, amazing things that are happening because of the fact that we started thinking about it and then why we need to stay on Cheetos because he's trying to reverse all of it. And why you guys in the next voting room, we all need to not vote left or right. Yeah. And vote together. Vote together for the future. But anyway, um, check you. Aha. It is just an inconvenient sequel. Okay. So I'm not crazy, right? It's like, it hasn't come out or it's on its way out or something. Uh, Not out yet. Okay, there you go, guys. See, spreading information, because we are just talking about random stuff. And we're going to close out with a last story celebrating another person who is about to do something else amazing, because he's already done one thing superly amazing, and I'm sure he's done many other things in his life that were amazing. Um, We just happen to know about this one. So Barry Jenkins, who was the writer, director, producer of the exceptional film Moonlight that I've been touting and touting and touting the the praise of since last year. Um, Of course, most of you should know it won the Oscar. Oscar for Best Picture, even though there was, like, drama around that, too. But, um, so anyway, Barry Jenkins, who directed it and wrote it and all of that, has a new project he's coming out with, and it is based on the winner of the National Book Award, guys. So we're talking oh, about bring books. In, bring books back. Bring in books back. So this book called, um, it's called, Col- um, Colson Whitehead wrote it, and it's called The Underground Railroad, and it got Oprah's stamp of approval. It won the National Book Award. So it was the biggest book of 2016, similar to how Moonlight could be considered the biggest movie of 2016 because it won the Oscar. So he's tackling this book, and he's going to make it into a series. Um, TV adaptation on it and it's going to be on Amazon it's in development right now and basically the book is about the Underground Railroad sort of as we know it like I read the description and I'm not quite sure like where it's going so I'm actually excited to read the book before this series comes out but um, Claire Fallon who writes for the Huffington Post and uh she reviewed the book, said it was an instant classic, and it tells the story of an eponymous railroad familiar to the students of American history, obviously we know what the Underground Railroad is, filtered through the lens of speculative fiction, so it is a fiction book, it's not trying to be like a, you know, historical story. And the book centers around Cora, a young woman enslaved on a Georgia plantation who descends into a literal subway system in an attempt to escape into freedom. That didn't really give me a whole lot about, like, what's really going on with this book, but I'm excited to read it because I typically go looking for the National Book Award winners and I'll eventually get to them. I have the list and, you know, I try to read whatever one that year to see if, you know. See, I've never been into, like, what that. Like, I'm like a, I like psychology books. Like, I never, I'm not really like a story book kind of person. Don't get it twisted. I read it all. But I I think it's uh, when, that's sort of how I pick, like, a 
random book that I normally wouldn't pick is like, what won the award? Because it's not necessarily always an author that that I care about or something that I would pick. Or This actually probably because I'm a big historical fiction person, so I enjoy reading historical fiction. Um, But anyway, so we're excited for Barry Jenkins to see what he's going to do. And obviously the show that's on now on WGN, Underground, which is not Mm. based on this book at all, is doing really well. And we talk about how, oh, these slave stories, we don't want any more slave stories. We don't talk about it. Some people on this panel occasionally I'm not one of them I personally believe that we have not even touched the 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 edge of all the stories we could tell about our history as in the slavery era and beyond and um, it's about how you tell the stories. it's about how you tell them and who's getting to tell them and now the like Barry Jenkins is getting to tell the story instead of you know Margaret Mitchell who wrote Gone with the Wind like so it's gonna be a very different story so anyway um that's coming to Amazon hopefully Sometime next year, so we'll be waiting yeah. with bated breath to see what he does. And he's super creative and interesting. So I think it'll come up. I'll be interested to see what he does with it. It'll be interesting because it's on Amazon. That too, yeah. Because you have some more freedom. When I'd like to know what their subscription. Sir, I've never really looked into them. Like uh, you know, as far as like demographic goes. Oh, me either. I don't know their demos, but I do watch stuff on their show on their. No, I hear thing all the time. You, I have a couple other friends who you know swear by. Oh, oh, oh. Jesse got beat in the face with his microphone. Seven years, <laughs> never in my life was that happened. It uh, just fell in his face. It was, it was like, like it was like, give me a kiss. You hungry? <laughs> Why wait? <laughs> A mess. But yeah, so that's the uh, conclusion of our legitimate stories for the week. Is there any parting words that you would like to share with our audience, Jesse? No, but I have a funny story I can share with you guys. Go ahead. We like uh, to laugh. So, and plus, I, <laughs> clearly none of y'all went and saw the interview. Um, so you can go do it now. But over at After Buzz TV, our sister network, I got to interview, um, oh my God, Loretta Devine. Yes, you did. And, um, oh my god. Oh my gosh. My, I'm sorry, y'all. What's his name? David Allen Oh. Right before, I was so excited that this was going to happen. Like, I was like, oh my gosh, I've been waiting. Because, like, there, I had a run-in with Loretta. He was sure that Loretta did not like his white boyness. Yes. Like, she, but then I realized what the situation is now. And I was in my feelings and I should have got out of them. Um, but anyways, so as they're coming up. I was like, okay, you know what I mean? This network is doing an interview. They're taking their time. I'm going to go grab a donut because I'm hungry. So I went over and I grabbed a, it was, I mean, beautiful. A beautiful donut. Glazed with a pink frosting and sprinkles on top of it. It looked like Homer Simpson made them. And as I bite into this donut, a sprinkle flicks (laughs) into my eye. And I start freaking out. And I'm like, oh, my God, you guys, there's a sprinkle in my eye. Like, it won't get out. So there's, like, everyone's, like, all the girls around me trying to use their nails to try and get the sprinkle on my eye. It goes up into my eyelid. And I'm freaking out because I'm like, I'm not going to get to interview these people. Like, And I can literally feel the confectionery sugar tears just coming out of my eye. Oh, no. So I literally did that entire interview with a sprinkle. Sprinkle stuck under your eyelid. Oozing out of it. Oh. No, no. I just wanted to share that with you guys. Well, that's... I didn't tell anyone. <laughs> I was like, oh. Your random Hollywood story, random Hollywood story for story the week. Today. All right. <laughs> Black Hollywood Live exclusive. I'm so but that was for the AfterBuzz interview. Mad at that sound effect, but yeah, check that out on AfterBuzz because Loretta Devine's awesome and Jesse did a great interview. Okay. Um, I don't really have a cool story to follow up with that, other than in talking about all this food, 
It only reminded me of how much hungrier I am than I realized I was when we started this show. And the fact that even in all of my attempts to be super healthy and like find my way out of the meat life in general, because I'm not a big red meat eater anyway, like I might eat it occasionally. Mm. Um, And for the most part, I tried to be plant based and all that. But chicken is probably the worst meat I can eat in this country at this point because of the horrible things they do to the chickens. But I'm going to just say that I fried some chicken a couple days ago, and I hadn't fried chicken in probably a year, if not longer, because I, I just don't. Oh, I choose not to because whatever. But I fried it in coconut oil, which I was like, I don't know if this going to work, guys, because usually, I mean, I use the hood, like, you know, some Wesson, like, canola oil or whatever but i am got my healthy oils I'm just using coconut oil or grapeseed oil to cook have been doing that for years also why I don't really fry chicken anymore or fry anything for that part matter but anyway I fried that chicken y'all that was the best fried chicken I've had in a long time and all I want to do is eat it right now and I don't have any so there's my story for the day you can fry chicken in coconut oil it fries just as well as it does in the uh, Wesson canola oil why and- did we make uh, why- <laughs> anytime me and Courtney do something it always comes down to food literally the whole show Cause I love food. I know. I love food so much. Like in last week when we had wings after the show, like I want wings again Girl, because I just. I'm so need mad you have wings. another show. To film. I'm mad. I, ha- I do too. But you know, oh, cause happy hour ends at seven. I know. Ooh, oh. and I thought of you last night too because I wanted some truffle parmesan fries just dipped in some aioli sauce. Ooh, at the counter. Mm-mm, umami burger. Oh, umami. I could do that, too. Anyway, so we're just obviously random rambling at this point about food. So we will conclude the show for this week. Thank you for just joining us for a Jesse and Courtney hour, 45 minutes, or however long we've been running our mouths talking about random stuff. Hope you guys have had an awesome week. And if you didn't have an awesome week, forget about it, because tomorrow is Friday. Watch more of our content. Watch some content. Have a great weekend. Give us some comments, chat with us, let us know what y'all thinking about, what y'all doing, what's going on. And in the meantime, Jesse, where can they follow you and find you and do stuff with you? Boom. DJ Jesse J. I was like, well. <laughs> well, actually. And if you guys are in LA, uh, April 14th, come to Trap Cella. Check out my Instagram at DJ Jesse J for more information and get your tickets. It's you you did have that video up and I was like, what in the oh, world? Oh, you're not even going to be is, ready. What is going on? <laughs> anyway, so I'm everywhere, guys, at Stuart Starlet. Follow me, find me, come tell me about yourself and whatnot. And make sure you follow us at BHL Online because we need followers and we love you. So thanks for joining us. You guys have an awesome week. Bye. Executives Kevin Undergaro, Dario Christie, Tiana Hobson, and the entire BHL staff, we would like to thank you for supporting Black Hollywood Live, the first online broadcast network dedicated to African American entertainment. For questions and comments, contact us. Info at blackhollywoodlive.com. Like us on Facebook, tweet us, or Instagram us at BHL Online. And I am the official voice of Black Hollywood Live, Scipio, Instagram, at KingXOBay. Thanks for tuning in. Hollywood redefined. The views expressed here are those of the host only and do not necessarily reflect the views of BHL or its owners or principals.